Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day, so you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio. I'm your host for today's episode, Brian Costello, and I am joined today by our business and sales master coach, Jordan Todd. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hey, hey guys. Yeah, happy to be here and be on the, uh, the other side of the conversation this time. Yes. Very good. So I'm going to be I'm going to be interviewing Jordan today about all things coaching and business and uh, a little bit about his story and how he ended up here. So uh, Jordan is tuning in from Canada. So uh, it's an international. Uh, I think you're our first international guest. on. Uh, <laughs> it's an international podcast. Look at this. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So I'll just give a quick, quick backstory on how Jordan and I met. So Jordan and I met probably um, about a year ago now uh, where we um, were participating in a, uh, a mentorship program together. Uh, we, had st- we were studying with a, a shared mentor and um, I actually don't really remember the exact details, but I remember just being on the group calls with Jordan and just like a- acknowledging and um, really admiring his energy um, and his uh, communication and, and uh, it just seemed like he, he you know he was dialed in that's kind of how I would have explained it and I was like I like this guy and I knew that um, we shared uh, I knew that our paths were uh, excuse me our, our work was very similar I knew he worked in essentially in the CrossFit space uh, or a little bit like an extension of it at least is the same thing I was doing and, um, I, I, again I don't remember exactly how it started but basically I was like you know, re- I reached out. I was like, "We'd love to hear just like more about what you're doing and just talking and stuff." And uh, we started, you know, just kind of shooting ideas back and forth, both you know, kind of sharing our vision for our businesses and where they were going and what we we're trying to do and all these things. And um, you know, and we just kind of sort of kept tabs for a few weeks or month or so. And um, as we just, you know, at least the way I remember, as the conversations went on, you know, it just seemed like more and more common ground between the two of us of what we really wanted to do and where we wanted to go and type of impact we wanted to make and um you know the vision uh for for each other as coaches was really aligned and uh it it only just to me you know just kind of started making sense that we should be you know working together in some capacity so um eventually you know as we as i shared my vision of 023 and jordan shared his vision of, of, of you know the kind of impact he wanted to make it just seemed like the, the best move was to invite him on, on board uh, to the team and been, uh, been a, a great decision. Still haven't, still, uh, you know, never second guessed it since. So um, that's my little version. And I want to, I'm curious to hear your side and see how you remember it and see if it's, uh, if, I, if it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I guess we've never actually talked about like yeah, each of our that. sides of this story, how it came together. And yeah, pretty similar. Like, yeah, we were going through a business mentorship together and, I remember, I can't remember who reached out for, we were just on the group calls together and we knew we were in similar spaces and I'd heard your name somewhere over the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, whatever it was. 
just being in the space and like knowing some similar people, like similar circles kind of thing. And, um, and then I remember checking out your Instagram page and all this. And I'm like, this guy kind of looks legit. Like it looks like he's got some stuff going on. And, uh, and then we started talking, you were asking me for my feedback on the look, like you were saying, uh, like I was like the third person to ever go through it or something like other than you and whoever, and, um, some, some early feedback on that. And, and, and I just, I was that, I'm going to just uh, interrupt for yeah. a second to explain to the audience that don't know the look assessment, um, stands for uh, lifestyle optimization and obstacle calculator. It's an assessment, um, for our, uh, you know, our everyday life, our daily actions and habits. And. Uh, it's kind of a, a, was a big starting point in the business is bringing was bringing my goal of bringing a valuable assessment to the space where any coach or practitioner who wants to help somebody either look better, feel better, or perform better in any way would use this assessment to gather information on the client's lifestyle and habits. And it's, it's very thorough and very detailed and very black and white. And um, it's a great tool. Um, but when George, you know, it's evolved, we're on version 4.0 now, uh, but yeah, George, so that's what he means by the look assessment. He was one of the first people to kind of scope it out for me and give me some feedback on one of the earlier versions. Yeah. And I, I remember going through that because coming from the fitness space and the corrective exercise and all that, like everything is so assessment based in the fitness world, but there's really no assessments for health and, mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. So I love the idea of that. And then yeah, kind of Brad, as, as you and I went, um, you know, our, our relationship kind of started growing from there. We were talking a little more regularly. And I just remember at first, I was so confused about what it was you even did. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I know in that time, like, hence while we were in the business course, we, you know, I know you were still kind of figuring that out. I'm like, is, is he coaching people? Is he coaching coaches? Like, what is kind of going on? And then I just knew, again, same thing. I just really liked you and your energy and like the, uh, the passion you had for what you're doing. And I'm like, I just want to be around this guy and just, uh, and just talk about what he's doing and stuff. And then, yeah, obviously the more we got into it, the more we realized like how much our values actually aligned with what we want to do and, you know, the, the fitness and health space as a whole, um, and really just try and, you know, make some changes and make some shifts in this, in this world. And yeah, it just all kind of went from there. And then before I knew it, I was in New York at the beginning of March, hanging out with you. And, uh, and then now we're here. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's funny. And it's funny how, um, you know, now, uh, it's funny to think back when it wasn't so clear on, on the, on some of the details of the mission. I knew what it was at large. And, uh, and obviously, you know, one of the things that you and I work on so much and that we teach with our clients is the, the importance of that clarity. Right. In fact, I recorded an episode this morning that's going to go out this week. And I was talking about like, you, you know, your ability to, um, you know, clearly explain who you help, what problems you help them solve and how you do it is the most valuable, you know, most important thing in, in your marketing messaging. And it's funny, to, it's, it's hard to remember a time when that wasn't clear, but it's funny to think about um, that process and, and, and how far we've come. But, you know, like I said, how important that stuff really is. Mm -hmm. For everything, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, sorry, a little side tangent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, were you, were you finished up on that point? Or yeah, that was basically wrapped up how we got here doing our thing, yeah. Cool. So I, um, you know, when, you know, when we talk about, uh, like you mentioned, working with coaches, like coaching coaches, uh, I, I feel that there is a, um, a different approach. It's a, it's a little bit of a different game in coaching clients, right? Like coaching a, a client directly. So 
Um, tell me a little bit about your desire to work with coaches and, and what drives you to want to um, be able to impact coaches directly. Yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into that. And um, just a little background on me, like I've been, I was in the you know, fitness coaching space for a long time, um, working with clients and in that kind of realm of things. You know, I was a, an athlete growing up. So I've been around coaches and the, the coach kind of client or coach mentor relationship for a really long time and, and always seen the value in that. And, uh, and yeah, I certainly enjoy working with the client, the end user themselves, whether it's, it's whoever you're trying to actually get the outcome for. And, and I still have some, some clients I work with. I work with a hockey team with uh, some strength and conditioning, O2-3 type stuff. But as far as working with coaches, there's the obvious answer of, you know, we want to have impact. And if I help 10 people, that's cool. But if I help 10 people, help 10 people. Now you're helping 100. That's like the, the scalability of, of impact, which is kind of the obvious one. Um, but otherwise, it's just there's a different level of, of consciousness that coaches have compared to kind of the end user or the, the actual client. And so one of the things I love is that it actually forces me to, to level up and uh, keep growing my skills so that I can pass on to these coaches because, you know, you always need to be one step ahead of them and clients in a lot of ways, they just want to know what they need to do. And you have to kind of educate them where coaches are just so hungry for knowledge and for growth and for um, bettering themselves. That it's just such an, uh, an exciting group of people to work with. Because like these are the world changers. These are the people going out there that are going to make the impact change the spectrum of health, the spectrum of whatever it is that they're kind of, you know, they're niching in. Um, and they're all just so hungry for, for growth. And, and I love that. And, you know, really like I, this is the same as um, working with, uh, you know, the like clients with fitness, whatever it is. My favorite person to work with is someone who wants to grow you know, the people who want to get better. And it's the, it's the same thing. It isn't, you know, night and day different, but you know, in the, the coach space, there's just, it's just a different realm co coaching a coach compared to coaching a client. And it's something that I've loved the journey of and, and, and definitely excited to keep doing going forward. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I think that the most of the, you know, coaches, at least the ones that we attract the seasoned, you know, veteran coaches who've been in the game a while and are looking to really make that next big jump in their career. Um, you use the word hungry, right? And that's, that's, they are, they're constantly hungry, constantly wanting to expand and evolve and just continue to, you know, progress every day and every you know year that, that goes by that they're a better and better and better coach. Um, I mean, really ones that aren't, that don't take that mindset don't last very long in the industry. I don't think um, and the ones that do, they, you know, they're never really satisfied. They want to continue, you know, to continue to, to expand that base and, uh, have ability to just keep solving, you know, uh, you know, impacting their clients on a bigger level and solving bigger problems. So, um, cool. Thanks for sharing it. So, um, when, you know, when we look around the coaching industry, the amount of coaches that are succeeding, and I'll just you know, I kind of simply sum that up. Sum that up by what I'm. Excuse me. Sum that up of what I mean by succeeding uh, just simply for now is like coaches that are living in financial freedom and, you know, with a, with a, the lifestyle they desire and doing so um, purely on, you know, built upon the success of their clients. Right. Uh, when we look around the industry, we, the, the number of coaches that are doing that is very, very low, very, you know, that are able to do that. And, also to do it kind of 
um, steadily and you know and predictably and feel confident in the in the trajectory of their career for the future. Um, so, what do you? What are some of the biggest reasons you see coaches not succeeding and not able to reach this level? Yeah, again, like that's a definitely a rabbit hole we can go down. There's there's lots of things, like you say. There's majority of coaches aren't living in financial freedom. Um, they're not living in a space where they can feel comfortable with the quality of life that coaching allows them. And the, the, one of the issues is there's such a low barrier of entry into this space. You can get a weekend certification. You can take a $600 personal training course, whatever it is, and, and call yourself a coach. And people expect it to be easy from there. They, they think they come in, they have this and, oh, if, if the perfect client crosses my path and they do exactly what I tell them to do, then they'll get this result and I should make all this money. And it just doesn't work like that. Um, like first and foremost, I think people expect it to come too easy um, and it to happen very quickly. Um, you know, like obviously between Brian and I, we've had uh, lots of experience and plenty times of, uh, of failure that, you know, we help clients skip over some of. But at the end of the day, you got to just want it so badly that you'll figure it out and make it work. Um, you know, I just remember my first coaching gig when I was, I was coaching full time, my paychecks were $400 every other week working full time. And it's like, you got to be willing to eat it for a little bit. Not saying it has to be like that. It doesn't have to be that big of a struggle, but that's going to come. And so many coaches, they just get in this mindset where it's like, if it doesn't work within six months and I'm not making $80,000 a year, then they just kind of give up or they just accept that this is what it is. And then they start blaming the system or they start blaming the industry and that people won't pay this. When in reality, you just need to keep leveling yourself up and find a way to make it work. You have to be willing to work the extra job at first while you get it going. You know, you may not be able to just jump cold turkey and make it happen. You got to be willing to do the work and, and kind of suck it up a little bit in the early stages. You know, in most other industries, uh, you know, you can talk about like the broke college lifestyle of where you have to go to school for four years and come out and then maybe get a you know job. And we can talk about that another time, the whole schooling thing. But um, in the coaching world, you can get your certifications and know how to help people. But in order to make this a sustainable, real career, you just got to put in that time in other ways. And mm -hmm. sometimes that means like, you know, we talk lots about not working for free, but sometimes you got to get your reps in. Mm -hmm. and uh and just start making it happen and and that's where it's like i see a lot of coaches not willing to do that or expecting it to come too easy and it's just you never get there if you're not willing to go through the hard times like mm -hmm. like ultimately it's the coaches that can stay in this and want it bad enough that after a year they don't just give up and mm -hmm. that's kind of the first thing i'd say the first big thing um in terms of that cool yeah that's a lot of good points there um you mentioned one thing about you know how though you know on the flip side of that how um, you know, they either give up because it's just, it's not as easy as they thought and not as like, you know, as, um, rainbows and butterflies as it seems, you know, to be that, that life, you know, the fitness coach lifestyle or coaching lifestyle, like make your own hours and, you know, high hourly rate and all, you know, it's all sounds great on paper and it's not always like that. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, either giving up or sometimes accepting that that's as good as it gets and then blaming. So accepting like, Oh, this is just how it is. And then blaming, um, you know, the, the other coaches in the industry, the BS, you know, Instagram models, the whatever, whatever, whatever that, you know, like, yes, I get there's some, there's some merit there. Like there's, there's obstacles, there's challenges in, in that side of things. Um, but when does, you know, 
when does a coach have to sort of um, be, you know, not okay? At what point is it like, all right, it's not okay how much money I'm making and it's not okay, you know, like, like I should be making more than this. Um, yeah, I, I think that like... I guess the rock bottom moment or whatever it is you want to call that is, is going to be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But we talk all the time about how, you know, being a professional coach and, and doing this for real really is just a decision. You need to just decide that it's time for you to level up and, and be the coach that you can be. You know, these other people who are doing the things you want to do, half of them aren't as qualified as you are, but they've decided that they're able to, that they're, they're willing to do the things necessary to get to where they want to go. And there's lots of different things that come in place after that decision. And, and one of the big things is investing in yourself. Um, mm. That was going to be kind of the next thing is that coaches are scared to invest in themselves. Mm. And, uh, and, and so, you know, the amount of money I've spent on coaching myself to develop myself as a coach over the last couple of years is absurd. Mm. Like I've spent college tuition type money on myself to develop. And so, you know, as much as there's free resources out there and it's great to be studying on Instagram and um, reading blogs and listening to podcasts, um, at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it, we're, um, you know, we're not in the age of information. Information is easily av available. You need help applying these things and finding like whittling down through the sea of information to what actually matters. Mm -hmm. And that's where, whether you're trying to, you need to get better at solving the problem you solve, which in most cases, isn't actually the issue. In most cases, like the coach, you know, as a coach, you probably have sufficient skills to do the thing you want to do, but you need to find people in order to help them do that thing. Um, so that's, you know, whether, whether it's coaching skills, business skills, um, just a mentor in general to keep you on track. Um, you need to be willing to invest in yourself going forward because you are your business. You are your brand. You are everything when it comes to coaching. And, uh, and if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then, um, well, for starters, why would anyone else invest in you? Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, realistically, you're not going to, 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 to take off trying to do this all on your own forever. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, I like how you mentioned there too, about like the, you know, investing and, in, you know, for, uh, getting coaching as a coach. And it's funny because I've been now in this industry for about 12 years and, um, as, as the time has gone on, I've actually invested more and more money every year into my own mentorship, my own mentoring, my own coaching, my own development, um, you know, directly and indirectly related to business, but just developing myself and, and uh, my craft. And I think that, that that's going to keep going up as, you know, every year it's going to be more and more and more because we're going to start, you know, kind of operating on a bigger and bigger level where the little tiny things matter a lot and having someone like you said not just to give you information but to help you see your own blind you know help you identify your blind spots where you're um falling short where you're you know confused where um, you're not executing specifically in your life and in your business um the you know the, the value on that you know comes back tenfold every time and yeah, and I think that's where it comes back to like the decision. And these are the things that, that matter, you know, whether it's a couple thousand dollars for a course or, or whatever it is in the grand scheme of things, when you're playing the long game, because this is what you want to do with your life, that's nothing. 
we get caught in this short-sightedness of like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to get my next $100 a month client. So spending that is going to be crazy. Well, if this is what you want to do with your life and the impact you want to have, then that's a drop in the bucket. Right. And, and that decision is just so important because it makes everything easy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it is a decision. And it's, there's no, you know, like we say all the time, there's no like uh, you give yourself the promotion in this industry. Like if you want promotion, it's like the, the promotion really is, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. And you decide that you're going to up level and move into, to, uh, you know, play a bigger game. And, um, you know, when we talk about playing a bigger game, you know, the, like you said, mo- a lot of coaches, you know, I mean, listen, we get, we're always going to be, have ways to be better coaches. We're always going to have find ways to, do, to deliver more and expand, um, our, our Im- magnify our impact on our clients, especially when we kind of, you know, branch off into the, the outside of fitness stuff into the, you know, the other 23 hours, mental, emotional, spiritual type stuff as well. There's always going to be untapped potential there for impact um however you like you said most coaches that's not where their biggest faults are um most people you know if they get the right people in in front of the right people in the right setting they they can they can help um but it's the business side right the business side that tends to struggle so you know why let's talk a little bit about that that relationship and why the business side of things is is so valuable in your opinion to the growth of a coaching career yeah well the uh, one of the things i like to say all the time i got this from my one of my my old mentors one brian i met with actually but um there's two ways for coach to have no impact one way is to not have any coaching skills so obviously like you can't help anyone you can't deliver a result you don't know you don't have a program to give anyone so obviously there's no impact there the second way is to have no business skills no business and sales skills because if you don't have any business and sales skills then you can't enroll any clients you won't get any new clients in the, in the pipeline or anything like that. You can't make a sustainable living to, to make this something that you can do long-term. And also because of that, you end up having no impact. Mm. And so neither one of them are more important than the other. Coaches get in and go so hard in the coaching space, which is awesome because you need that. You do need a, a baseline. And, and that's where the impact comes. But without the other side of things, there is also no impact. And so as a coach, just in the nature of this environment, of this career, it's entrepreneurial in nature. Unless you find a, uh, a gym where you can show up and uh, a gym or a company or whatever it is, a coaching uh, space where they will just hand you clients and you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is coach them. Unless you can find that type of situation, you have to have this business and scales knowledge. Um, and, uh, and the thing is in those situations, because I've found them, um, I know many people who have, they exist out there. You can get a strictly coaching role but the financial ceiling to it is so low, it's so low. And, and it makes sense because like, if they're tr- like the company needs to make their cut, they need to make money. Mm-hmm. They're doing kind of the, the back work and then handing you the easy, the fun stuff. Yeah. And so it's just not that, um, you know, that, that high value of uh, a position within a company because um, mm-hmm. everybody wants that role where, mm-hmm. you know, in this spot, you need to have your own ability to, generate clients, um, sell your, your own services, um, and, and just be able to, to put that in. And that's why, uh, over the last well, a couple of years, like as a, as a coach myself going so deep into the, uh, the, the business and sales side of things has been just so valuable and transformed so much of my life because without it, you end up having no impact just the same. Right. Yeah. It's, 
it, you know, a, a coach is only as good as his weakest business system, his or her weakest business system, um, I think. And I also, you know, one of the other things that I like to say is that, you know, on the other side of it, your clients, your clients benefit just as much from your business skills as they do from your coaching skills. Because um, as a high level, you know, as a, as a professional, right, we, we have our systems dialed in, our back-end systems, and we're organized we uh, have our head on straight and we're able to take care of ourselves and we're not stressed out chasing, you know, doing a $50 session at 5 a.m. and another one at lunchtime and another one at 8 p.m. And, uh, you know, whatever it is that we have to do, side hustle, you know, whatever. We're not juggling a million things. Um, and we, we're getting good sleep and we're eating right. We're optimizing ourselves and we're studying and all these things. And, and, and most importantly, we can show up at 100%, 110% for our clients. Uh, every single time that we either get on a call with them or, you know, in the gym with them, whatever the situation may be. Um, and that's what they need. They need you to be there, be present, not worried about, Oh, I have five clients, but you know, I need 40 to make a living. So, um, you know, I can't really, uh, all I can think about the, the, the next 35, right? Like they need, it needs to be uh, systemized to a point where you can show up. I have no place to be, but right here with this client right now and give them 110%. Um, so for coaches who, you know, I think sometimes we get that, we get mixed feelings because we're like putting all this stuff into the business side, thinking it's like selfish or like just focus on making money and like for me, but really your clients benefit even more. In fact, first of all, that you would get better at just finding the people who need you, um, on the sales side. And then again, the ability to just be better for them and show up for them. Uh, so that's uh, an important point. I don't want the listeners to overlook either. Yeah. Yeah. It's not selfish whatsoever to be doing this for the money. Like you, you probably didn't get into coaching for the money, but you need to be in it for the money if you want to stick in this long term. Mm-hmm. And, and like you say, it's not selfish. The, the, it, it's, so, it's so weird the, the mindset dynamic coaches have around money. And I get it because I was there 100%. And the, the little you know, monster on my shoulder still creeps in every now and then that I have to stuff back down. But if you think about it, every other job in the world people do it for, for the money. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't feel bad about trying to grow themselves and grow their income. It's not selfish to want to live a comfortable life. And you know, your clients, they want you to live that comfortable life. They want you to be able to, to thrive and do the things you enjoy and not be stressed every single day about paying bills and, uh, and, and you know, live beyond that to a point that's comfortable where you can take a vacation where you can, you know, drive the, the nice car that gets you from A to B that isn't falling apart every other week. Um, and just kind of, you know, be on that next level where good coaches belong in the, the, the bracket of people who are successful. They belong in the, the area where you can make $100,000 a year, not just scraping by because you're scared to ask for money. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, if you can provide value to them, if you can provide a high level outcome to the client, by all means, they want to pay you for that. And once you kind of switch that and get into the, you know, abundance mindset and that it all flows easily, everything will change. And it is real out there. Yeah, no, definitely. That's an awesome response. Um, yeah, I think there's, again, there's just this kind of misunderstanding that like the, the ones who are focused on the money aren't focused on their clients or mm-hmm. something like that. And like, you know, the coaches have a lot of pride. Like, no, that's not my, my style. You know, I'm, I'm just here to, you know, help people. I just want to help people and, you know, uh, whatever, like. Uh, it's almost like a, a badge of honor to be like the broke coach, you know? Um, 
and uh it's really nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say say we need to get rid of the badge of honor for being the broke hustling coach like there's so many people out there who wear that and think it's yeah it's a badge of honor for them hustling and and doing it just out of the good of their heart and you know struggling to get by no one wins in that scenario exactly and then you know yeah so we just the connection needs to be made that um yes, I'm going to chase financial freedom. And I know the only way that I'm going to get there is by helping, you know, more people solve more problems and live better lives. Yeah. So as long as I know that that's the only way to get there, my relentless pursuit of financial freedom is only going to result in uh, more, you know, health and happiness for my clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the, the, the amount of money you make really is just a direct correlate to how many people you're helping. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's not always completely accurate and whatever, and that you, someone else might be making more and having less impact, whatever it is, but that's, it's pretty, it tracks pretty consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just in your opinion, how do you explain financial freedom? Yeah. Sort of summed it up, but. Yeah, yeah. that's one that's, that's, um, it's tough to define. I've been, you know, redefining over the last couple of years, and it's something I probably redefine all the time. But I used to really think of it as the ability to wake up every day and do solely what I love without having to worry about the money that I'm going to generate from it. Mm. Basically, it's like the money's taken care of, and so I can just do what I love. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, well, in this site, um, it's a little bit backwards because I was approaching it from once I have the money, then I can do what I'm passionate about. Mm. And so as much as I was, I was still coaching, I was doing things, I was cutting corners and taking the quick buck here to try and, you know, set myself up because now I'll be, I'm closer to being financially free, but spreading myself thin for what actually matters. And the thing that actually clicked was that the mindset shift, that money is abundant and that you already have everything you need to get by right now. Mm. And it won't matter what you're making if you're not doing something you enjoy and that you're passionate about. Mm. And, uh, and, and again, I got a couple caveats I'll throw in, but um, there is like, uh, like money's real. There's a freedom number. I have a number in my, in my head that I've calculated out based on the life that I want to live. I want to make X number of dollars because at that point I can live the quality of life I want without having to stress about money. But stressing about money is um, a decision based on what you're putting your attention on. It's putting your attention on the lack. It's putting your attention on the scarcity of the world around you. And guys, I grew, I grew up in a very um, non-abundant uh, life in terms of money. The, the people around me had a very scarcity-driven mindset around money. We weren't broke. We weren't like, we didn't have, we weren't poverty or anything. We, we were middle class, but, um, but there was always this, this scarcity to it. And so I've had to literally like rip and screen that part out of my brain and, and rewire it to the point where money is abundant. Money flows easily. And once you kind of start to reframe that, that's where financial freedom is, is in that place. Right. Because the money will come. Mm-hmm. The money will come. If you're willing to do the work and get good enough at your craft and what you do and help enough people, the money will come. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of seeing that. It's not like I'll get this amount of money and then feel good. Yes. You feel good and then the money follows. Exactly, right. Right. Very, very good point there. Um, and yeah, that mindset is so tough. It's so many, so tough for, for so many coaches as well, because, um, you know, the, 
that stuff is is not you know it's generational like you said you know you grew up in a household that wasn't same same on my side you know we weren't broke we weren't living in poverty but it was like any topic of any conversation of money was basically built around the fact that we didn't have a lot you know there wasn't a lot yeah. of action laying around so um and you know again it wasn't like i was deprived you know we had everything we we were able to figure out some you know again this kind of goes to show actually you're able to somehow figure out to, uh, how to get everything you need right um we can also just go and just buy anything we wanted but we we had everything needed but you inherit that that mindset and sometimes it's, it's i mean i think it's always really multi-generational and you're inheriting stuff from you know that's way down the line so like you said it's it, you have to there's it's a conscious effort you know it's not one uh you know it's not like a podcast like this or conversation like it's not like hearing a conversation like this once and you're like oh i get it now you know it's a daily focus and a daily practice and a daily you know affirmation and um you know to switch into from from scarcity into abundance mm-hmm. so yeah good point there and i also you know uh i like that when i when i use the term financial freedom i like to emphasize the term freedom um over the financial part sometimes because um, sometimes it's not really a dollar amount in some ways because there's people who make, you know, let's say someone makes $300,000 a year, 400000 whatever, um, but they're working 60 plus hours a week, grinding both ends, you know, taking work home with them, answering emails at the dinner table. Um, and that isn't freedom. There are those people aren't free. They, you know, they, they don't make their own schedule. They don't, um, you know, have the ability to, to, you know, um, necessarily be, be maybe cre- as creative or as courageous within their line of work. They kind of have to follow these orders and stick to the guidelines and whatever. So the amount of mo- the point is the amount of money alone isn't what makes financial freedom. Um, you know, the freedom is in uh, the success is in the freedom side of financial freedom. What you're allowed to do, how you you know you can live your life, how you can wake up each morning and approach your day. Um, you know, being able to go and pursue the things that you love. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you kind of hit that point also. Yeah. And then, then the last little thing is, yeah, money is often like, it's a, it's an easy scapegoat to, to blame for um, your level of unfulfillment or, uh, you know, whatever it was. Cause I remember my first coaching job where I was saying I was um, making not a lot at first. I, I got some progressive raises as I was, uh, as I was going through and I felt absolutely no different when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um like money, it, it, you know, sure, it can amplify some things, but realistically, whether you're making 30,000, 100,000, that's one box that you can check. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other boxes out there that you need to make sure are filled. And, and that's why I can't remember ex- the exact company. It was Apple or Google or something. They, they pay like 30% less than the competitors. They regularly have other uh, um, um, companies trying to like poach employees from them for like double the salary. And people say no because they love what they do. They love where they are and they love the quality of their life. Mm. So, you know, we, we put money on this pedestal as like, everything will be fine once, you know, these are taken care of. And yes, there's a level of stress that comes with um, mm. not having to worry about it. And, uh, but, but it, there's, there's more to it than just that. It doesn't make all your problems magically disappear. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Cool. Awesome point. Um, so kind of, kind of jump the topic a little bit. Um, so the, in, you know, the industry is evolving. Things have been changing. The last 10 years of, in fitness was just like, you know, it's night and day where we were 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, but it's, it's starting to evolve even more. And, um, you know, the, the next decade 
uh, things are going to continue to shift. And I think the role of the coach, you know, the role of the coach is, is evolving as well. And our ability to make bigger impact and more meaningful changes for people and um, be a more professional option for people to, that want to make serious transformation in their life. Um, so let, let's, let's hear some of your words. Where do you see the role of the coach evolving over the next you know, decade? Yeah. Like, I hope I'm not being, you know, optimistic, altruistic, whatever. And to think that within 10 years, everybody's going to have a coach of some capacity. Hmm. Um, I think a coach really is the most powerful uh, relationship somebody can have in order to make real change in their life. And so whether it's like, obviously we work in the, you know, the, the health and fitness space kind of thing, but there's, you know, there's life coaches, there's financial coaches, there's all kinds of coaches. And, and I just think the role of a coach is going to keep expanding because people are starting to see the value in it. And, you know, I'll talk a little bit on that, the health side in a sec, but I just think in um, like a coach, I, I heard a definition of it as it's a coach is anyone who's um, invested in the outcome of someone else invested in the growth and outcome of someone else. And, and I just think that's so powerful because there's so many, you know, jobs where there's a, there's a client relationship kind of thing, but it isn't in the same frame as the coach client, because maybe they're, uh, they're, they're paid hourly to work for a corporation where they're not invested in the outcome of that person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make that them a, a bad um, worker. It doesn't make them a bad person for being that, but it's just the way that the structure has been set up to this point where yeah. it's about checking the boxes and like, did you do this, 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 and this for your client? Not did the client get the outcome they came to you for? Right. And, you know, in our space where, you know, people like it's the, the pay, like people are paying us, people are paying our clients. There's a buy-in there for the coach. And, and that's why I think going forward, whether, you know, people need to lose weight, um, you know, get healthier, get rid of pain, coaching is going to be the, 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 the lead of all of that in mm -hmm. the, the health spectrum going forward. I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. Like you said, the, that relationship is just so different. It's, you, you're not going to get that relationship um, in these other places where you know there's that mentorship allyship kind of like i'm in this with you your your mm -hmm. goal my goals you're you know i'm devoted to the solution that you need you know solving the problem that you have um and yeah and i think it's important to hit on the the, the model the business model a little bit too because and, i mean and this exists in a lot of the current coaching models so it's still kind of jumping on top topic a tiny bit but you know, just the coaching in the, in the coaching models of um, my success as a coach is reliant on the length of our relationship. There's, there's conflict in that model, right? Whether it's intentional or not, like not saying your clients, your, your, I'm not saying your clients think you're trying to rip them off or that you're purposely prolonging their process so you can make more, you know, if you get paid every month or whatever it works per session. I'm not saying you're doing it on purpose or they think you're doing it on purpose, but subconsciously deep down that's recognizable in the business model that hmm, yeah, like the longer I, the longer my problem lasts, the longer I have to keep coming to you and the longer, you know, more I have to pay. Um, and that's, I think that's, you know, causes more issues than we realize in the industry in healthcare in general and, and coaching because it causes this, you know, kind of, like you said, conflict of interest. Um, and where as more and more coaches like we teach and help our clients with 
um, switch to that sort of, uh, you know, solution provider, you know, we call them once and for all programs, but essentially we're going to help you fix this problem and it's going to, um, you know, you're going to um, come out of the other end of this relationship in this amount, in this set amount of time, you're going to come out the other end with this desired outcome and in a way where you're, you're in full control and you don't need me anymore. Um, I think that's a big, I think, you know, you know, that's something we, we, we lead hard with. Um, but I think that, um, the, you know, to, to the more and more that the industry shifts and any, anybody that's helping people with health or, you know, solutions in general switches to that, that mindset and that model, the more and more we'll see the coach climb the ladder on, um, uh, you know, with their influence and their role in the, in the health of the, of the world. Oh, that's yeah. So true. And yeah, there's that conflict there when if their problem goes away, you stop making money mm-hmm. and your business is going like now. And it's much harder to get new clients than it is to just keep an old client. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, the, the new model of actually solving problems for good. Um, you know, I, in, in the, the one caveat to that is there there will always be a value to having a coach yes. to have someone who's making sure that you're you know on point. You're doing things how you are. You know, we're the first ones to let ourselves off the hook. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, yeah, there's value to always having someone in your corner, right. but because you want them there, not because you absolutely need them. Yes. Well, and that's the transition. Yes, yeah, sir. And yeah, that's the transition of, do I want to keep going with the things that, you know, I already know and, uh, and, and I already know myself, but having someone walking me through the steps, making sure that when I get in my own head, someone can talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's value to it, but ultimately the goal should be to solve the problem mm-hmm. in as little time as possible. And, and the thing is that actually makes the solution more valuable. Yes. It, uh, and that's where, cause if you're charging them a hundred dollars a month and you solve their problem in three months, you made $300 off them. Like that's hard. Like you need a lot of clients to sustain that. Mm-hmm. And the energy to go find them is difficult, which is why, you know, we talk so much about being a solution provider. Because regardless or whatever that solution ends up being, you can charge a lot more than $300 for that. And, uh, and that's where the, the area of financial freedom can come into this. And, you know, you become motivated to help them solve this because everyone wins. They'll, you know, say good things. They'll refer you new people. The word gets around as opposed to just trying to drag on and squeeze every penny out of this person. Not intentionally. You're not trying to rip them off, but you're trying to nurture it because you need the, you need the, the kind of, yeah, you need them to stay on. Right. So. Exactly. Awesome point there. Um, yeah. And if they, you know, they're building as, as, as the relationship grows, they're building more and more reliant on you. Like, like, um, which we see a lot with like macronutrient coaching and, you know, macro breakdown and prescription. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, I'm doing great, but like, I'm scared what's going to happen when it's over. Like I've heard people yeah. say like, they're actually all the time growing which makes no sense. You know, they're not building reliant, um, resilience. They're building more, more and more reliance on somebody, um, which is, can be, uh, you know, I guess a good business model. <laughs> There's other areas that, that it's not, but from a coach, it could seem good. Like, all right, this person's going to need to just keep paying me. Yeah. Get 50 people like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's not a win-win. Then, you know, we're not ultimately moving uh, everyone involved forward. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's great. Like if a person enjoys working with you and they see the value in it to like, again, stay on for, for a long time, but ultimately with anything we teach in help is something that they're going to need to do for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. At no point can you like health, isn't something that you have 
it's something that you practice every single day. And, you know, if you do that for six weeks with your coach and then you don't learn anything, you go back to your old ways, well, you're going to be back to the unhealthy or whatever the problem was um, within the next couple, you know, a couple of weeks, couple months, and you're back in the same spot. And so being able to get people to understand how they can make it themselves. And yeah, that self-reliance is just, that's where real coaching is. Like anyone can give a, a macro plan and say, eat this much protein, fats, and carbs, go do. And if the client is bought in enough, they'll do it. But what about after? And, and that's where the magic comes. And that's where the next level of coaches are, are going with things. It's real habit changes. It's changing a human being, not just a behavior. Yes. Very good point there. Um, it's empowerment, empowering them and putting them in full control and into the full into the, fully into the driver's seat, like they like to say, of their own life, their own health, wealth, and happiness. Um, yeah. And that's like you said, the next, that's what the next level of coaches are doing. So on that note, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, the, the coaches that, you know, that you love to work with and like, you know, what they're doing how they're thinking, where they're going. Yeah. As far as the coaches I love to work with, and this is why I'm so passionate about this company and what we're doing, because really all the coaches we work with fit this mold, but it's coaches who want to better themselves first so that they can help their clients. Mm. Um, like I, I know within our circle, I'm kind of a big mindset junkie myself. And I, I just love working with coaches who understand that they need to pour from a full cup in order to help the client. Because, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're not living it yourself, if you haven't experienced it and don't know what to do um, within your own body, how are you going to accurately represent that and portray that to someone else? Mm. And it's just a matter of you can read information in a textbook and try and regurgitate it to someone else. And maybe they do it. Maybe it makes a change. But the only way to truly learn something is to experience it within your own body. And, and that's how you can become a, a true expert in any field. And so the coaches that I love working with are just the ones who are willing to, to go through that journey themselves and willing to step into the fire. And, you know, as we say, like, I'll go first mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and kind of go through that, whether we're talking health, fitness, um, mindset practices, different things. Um, those are the ones that I love working with because I know they're going to get the most out of this and then be able to help people in the biggest way, which is ultimately what this is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thoughts. Um, I love that. And, you know, it's not even just, it's not always just the um, successes either that you are able to, to, to coach them. It's coaches who are able to and willing to go out and struggle and, and fail even, or work, you know, work through things or and lead authentically from the front and saying, you know, these are things that I'm currently still working on. These mm-hmm. are things that I have not mastered yet. These is, you know, this is what's been coming up for me lately. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, also like, you know, this is where I used to struggle, but this is where I don't struggle anymore, but just authentic and vulnerable and open and transparent with their clients, because it's not like, oh, you reach this point of health and boom, you're done. Your journey's over. And now you can turn around and like help someone else where everybody's on this path that never ends. It's this, it's this eternal quest for self-mastery. It's just, just where you are on it, not whether or not you're done. And exactly. The ones who are bleeding from, you know, with the, um, you know, authentically of, of a pure, this is me, humility. This is me. This is where I am. And this is, uh, I am able to help. I'm not perfect, but I am able to help. Mm-hmm. Here's why. So I think that. Yeah. It's, it's just the mindset of how you approach it, that you're never done. And, mm-hmm. and all of this, it's a daily practice. 
and through the different seasons of life, like as a coach, I know it's easy to get caught up in thinking you need to be perfect <laughs> because why would anyone trust me? Why would anyone believe what I'm saying? If I struggle with some of this stuff, it's called being a human being. It's being on the process of in the practice of, of getting there because it is a practice. Every single day, you need to wake up and make a choice to move towards that. And some days it's hard and some days you mess it up. And, and that's okay, as long as you can be authentic and, and understand what's going on and just be in the inquiry of, okay, how can I grow from this? Mm-hmm. And then a year later, you may make the same mistake again for a slightly different reason, because no, like situations are very rarely the exact same. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that's why, yeah, that mindset of approaching that failure isn't fatal. And it's not like it doesn't end you right now. You need to be willing to, to be in the process yourself. Right, right. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um... That's exciting stuff. And, uh, and watching coaches step into that role and step up and um, watching over the last few years now as coaches who have like done really well in fitness, but like, I know there's more to this. I know I want to, I know I can help on bigger levels and then going out on their own, exploring, you know, we call it three X's, three X's of expertise, exploring, experimenting, experimenting and experiencing, right. Exploring all these do these new, you know, uh, you know, tactics, techniques, strategies, understandings, um, new and, and old, in most cases, a lot of old, um, experimenting with themselves and trying new things and changing up the variables. And then just, you know, experiencing all different, um, you know, methods and, and ways of thinking and reflecting on those experiences and learning and, you know, really truly becoming an expert and then turning around and helping other people do the exact same thing. Um, that's just, you know, that's become... Um, it's, it's enjoyable. That process is so enjoyable and to be able to turn around and almost in real time uh, with the power of, you know, technology and social media now, so to turn around in real time and help people on the same, uh, with the same things on the same path. Um, it's a really exciting time to be a coach and to be a, a coach that wants to be a career coach, professional, uh, you know, high level professional. Yeah, it really is. There's, there's so much room at the top for good coaches to step up and thrive. And, you know, obviously we're like recording this during a world pandemic, but there's been, you know, a, really a health pandemic that's been going on for a lot longer than 2020. And, you know, we need good coaches to step up now more than ever. And, uh, and if you're willing to do the work and step in and, and make it happen and make that decision, there's plenty of room at the top for you. And, and this is something like you say that it's an exciting time to, to be a career coach and, and doing whatever you can to make this work. Yeah, man. You said it. All right, dude. Awesome. Uh, I think we're going to kind of close it up there. Uh, let's hear where can, uh, where can our listeners find more from you? Yeah. Find more from me. You can find me on Instagram at uh, a Jordan Todd without the vowels, J R D N T D D. Um, otherwise I, uh, I tend to be the guy behind the scenes on the O two three Instagram. Um, most likely if you're messaging with anyone, you're messaging with me. Um, so yeah, find us on, uh, on Instagram at O two three coaching. Um, what is it at? 023 underscore coaching underscore system um, on Instagram. Uh, again, those are probably the two places you can uh, you can hit me up and find me. And uh, yeah, I would love to chat about any of you guys with any of you guys, coaching, um, business, fitness, any of the stuff. Uh, come send me a message, hit me up and, and let's chat. Awesome, man. Thank you. And yeah, um, to all the listeners, take them up on that. Take them up on that. As you can see, Jordan is a, a wealth of knowledge on the business and sales, you know, multiple sides of coaching, but he's specifically, you know, our lead man, our master coach on the business and sales systems. And, um, you know, there's, it's hard to, you know, find a coach who doesn't have some room for improvement there. And, um, it's probably every listener has some areas that they can improve on 
And uh, if you have some questions for Jordan or things that you know you think you maybe help you get a little stuck with, some quick tips, advice, reach out on the DMs, hit us up on our uh, Instagram channel, or book a free call on our website, 15 minutes to just you know chat about all the things that are, you know where you are, where you'd rather be, uh, you know what might be standing in the way or holding you back, and see if we can help you out. So uh, thanks, Jordan, man. This was a great conversation, and uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. See you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with business and sales master coach Jordan Todd. Now, we talked a lot about the role of the coach in this episode, the potential for the coach to make high-level impact on their clients, high-level income for themselves, and truly lead this next revolution in the fitness industry. If you think that you are one of those coaches or fit to be one of those coaches, and you're ready to really make the next big jump in your career and solidify yourself as a health professional. We want you in our tribe. There's no two questions about it. So you can find us on Instagram, like Jordan said, 023 underscore coaching underscore system, or on our website, www.023coach.com. Ask about our mentorship program, the 023 Coaching Business System. It's a complete package three-phase system. The first phase is the enlightenment phase, where you're learning our innovative, holistic lifestyle optimization systems, our groundbreaking methodology, and all of our modern techniques, and how we incorporate ancient wisdom into our modern lifestyle to chase the limits of health, wealth, and happiness. In phase two, you take all that new knowledge and all that new experience and start to build it into your own signature coaching system, a full transformational program designed to fundamentally reset a client physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in the realms of food, sleep, movement, and mindset, and finally sit in the driver's seat of their own life and dictate their own health and bring them to a new day one as the next half of their life begins. And then in phase three, we move into the intensive sales mentorship. So we can dial in your marketing, messaging, clearly explain to them who you help, what types of problems you solve for them, and how it works. In a way that can create authority as an expert in the local market and command a high ticket value. Yes, high ticket. The one that you desire and the one that you deserve. Check us out, www.023coach.com. See if you're a fit. Thank you.